Hello and welcome to an episode of Today in Space. We're on the road, so you can see obviously our, our background's a little bit different, but we're here and uh, we're gonna do a little light episode here. You know, we've got the launch, uh, CRS-19 coming up here uh, on Wednesday. I've got NASA social stuff I've gotta go to on Tuesday where we get to do some pre-launch stuff. We get to uh, be a part of the uh, pre-launch broadcast get a tour of the area, um, and then we actually get to ask some questions. So if you have any questions, please, today's a great day. We'll be obviously taking questions Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you have any, please, please, please reach out. Uh, that's Today in Space Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's Today in Space Podcast uh, on Facebook and Today in Space Podcast at gmail.com. So if, if you have any questions, you reach out to us, you know, whether it's about what's the Dragon capsule for SpaceX, uh, what does it bring on board? Um, you know, it's my first launch, which I've been talking about a lot here, but it's the first time I'm going to be able to actually physically experience that. Um, because as much as the cameras can capture and you can, you can capture audio and stuff, it just doesn't, from what I've heard, it does not actually, uh, compare to the real thing. So, uh, we're going to be live broadcasting that. I'm going to do that on YouTube. I was going to do it on Facebook, but I think that cuts out more people um, from being able to watch it live. So we'll do it on YouTube. Um, so we might do uh, some test stuff tomorrow. So if you want to check out our YouTube page, Today in Space, uh, you can subscribe there, obviously to get all the episodes, to see all our stuff up there, but also to get that broadcast uh, as well. So that's what we've got. I flew in yesterday and uh, there were it was a lot of turbulence, which is also... Um, something that we're going to talk about here in a sec that, that could potentially uh, push this launch back. It may get scrubbed. Um, but first of all, um, I, am, I am very happy to be here <laughs> in Florida because it seems that the rest of the country is uh, underneath snow and ice. And I know back in Boston, um, I am enjoying every single minute of this high 60s uh, weather because uh, it is, we've already got dumped on snow. Uh, some places had as much as eight inches and uh, there's two other storms coming back to back so I feel very lucky being here <laughs> in Florida I mean the timing worked out I'm missing at least well three of the storms we're gonna have this this winter so uh, I'm very happy to be here I might even jump in the pool afterwards which <laughs> is gonna be really nice so um, yeah so going back to those high wind shear speeds uh, the SpaceX CRS-19 launch has an instantaneous launch window, which means it's, it, it has to launch when they say it's going to launch. Otherwise, they have to scrub the launch because of uh, the literal angles that the rocket is going to be able to take. If you take the globe and how it's coming off, there are ways... The, the rocket is tuned to perform a certain way. It has the right amount of fuel. It's going to perform the right amount of thrust. And... So this instantaneous launch window is so that they can actually get stuff launched to the International Space Station. And if that gets scrubbed, it's going to get pushed out a while. Uh, because as I'm learning, there are actually uh, downtimes around this holiday season because there's so many, you know, there's, there's such a partnership with all of this stuff that happens in space. Um, there's the Air Force that's involved, there's NASA, there's SpaceX. And so all of them have to agree on the right time and when they're sending it. But then we've also got, since it's the International Space Station, we also have Roscosmos sending a progress capsule up to the International Space Station. Um, so there's there's a lot going on. And so an instantaneous launch window is 
going to make things tricky if things get pushed off. Now, we talk about the high wind shear speeds. We definitely felt that on the way here, uh, flying in on Sunday. There was a lot of turbulence. I spent most of my three-ish hour flight uh, with the seatbelt light on and pretty much you know, we felt it when we were up there. And so basically for launch, when you're launching this rocket here, I'll use this. This is my uh, GoPro camera holder for the, for the conference here for, uh, for our launch and for whatever else we got to do. It's got a nice flexible uh, handle here that we printed, but regardless, we use this as the Falcon 9. So when the Falcon 9 launches up, you know, it's, it's going into space. So it's going to go higher than an actual uh, aircraft, any kind of commercial aircraft that's going to fly. So as it's going up, if the, the wind shear speeds, if this, the, the wind that's, that's actually up in those upper atmospheres is too much, this rocket is at the time when it needs the, the least amount of force, experiencing the most things like max Q, max aerodynamic pressure, which is when the rocket is feeling the most. Um, so obviously there's that where the forces of the, the higher winds are going to affect the rocket. But also, it's the, the precision that this rocket needs to have, if we're talking about these, these specific angles that we're launching at from the planet, we really need to make sure that those wind speeds don't push the rocket off course, um, or worse, cause any kind of vibrations, cause the rocket to feel more force than it actually, than we're planning for it to happen. So these are the kind of things we need to look out for. Uh, now, I, we still have two more days until the launch, so who knows? Things may totally clear up by then and we, we could be fine, um, but we're looking at it. Weather-wise, we've got a 90% go for weather, so that's great. Um, that means we don't have to worry too much about you know rain or anything else. Again, super lucky that we're here in Florida, <laughs> given the weather that's out there. Um, but that's just it. So we're, we are just kind of resting up getting caught up on what, what the mission's going to entail and what's going on there. And, uh, you know, this is, this is also the time of year that I, I get to kind of think back and, and look back at where I've come from, where I'm at now. Um, I've started to do this the last few years, especially with the podcast. The podcast has taught me so much more about myself and about dealing with myself and learning about myself. Um, and so this year, uh, during this time of year, I was thinking back, and what really triggered it for me was on the flight, I actually had a chance to watch uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which is a great movie. Ryan Reynolds is fantastic in that. Um, and really, when I, when I think back, you know, anime and manga were really my first passions for, sorry, everything. I'm wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt here. Um, that was one of the first things that I really wanted to do. It was to be a, a comic book artist and, and start start my own series. Uh, that's a lot of work. And, you know, uh, I, I was really into Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, One Piece, Naruto, iShield 21, uh, which was a was a football anime. Um, and I, I had graphic novels. I have tons of graphic novels that I actually have stored at home. I haven't brought them out yet for uh, for viewing on the podcast, but I'm going to set up shelves so we can actually get those out there. Um, because it really is, that is where I came from. And, and even before that, even before the anime stuff was stop motion Lego movies. You know, I, I don't know if any of you know, know this, I know they have one out now, but I remember when I was a kid, maybe I was like 10, maybe I was really young and they had the Steven Spielberg Lego movie set. And I remember asking for it. 
my, and it was the first time I actually remember learning how to save. It was my parents who taught me, you know, hey, if you really want this, figure out the number and start saving. And I would save change and stuff. And I had a, I had like a bucket that had um, the the goal on it. And then every time I would add more money, I would change the number. Um, and I remember I saved up for it. I got it. And then from there, any time when I was in school where there was a, like an English report or, or it was mostly English, uh, but whenever we had a report that was like, they gave any kind of leeway to, oh, you could write an essay, you could um, do, whenever there was some kind of flexibility or if I knew the teacher well enough and I could try and convince them, hey, I would rather do a movie, we would do full skit movies. Um, and I have, God, I have so many of them going back years. I mean, I remember the earliest one, we had to read a book. I remember it was, I, I chose Nancy Drew. Uh, it was a mystery story. And I actually did a Lego stop motion movie for that. Um, so we did stop motion stuff. We also did skit stuff. A lot of my friends growing up were all into making, you know, comedy skits and short, short movies. And um, I remember uh, always being able, I was one of the few people that knew how to edit. So I was always helping with editing. I remember we took, I mean, John, who's been on the podcast before, you guys know him. We've done uh, tons of things from the Star Wars episodes to, um, uh, why am I forgetting this right now? Uh, that's too far. We actually, it was the first, first version of that where we, we talked about automation and we talked about when, when does automation go too far? I'm going to do more of those in the future here, but, um, John and I, and my friend Joe and Mike, who, uh, I started podcasting with the Mike and Alex podcast before this show. It's actually where today in space started as a segment. All of those guys, we would make movies all the time together, especially if we were in any classes. But sometimes we would just take a video, one of those old camcorders with the high eight tapes, like a mini um, VHS, um, and we would go into the city and we would we would record, um, and we would everything from like you would just film a movie from start to finish, and you would just film each scene, and if it if you didn't like it, you would rewind it and record over it. Um, and then there were just times we just filmed a whole bunch of stuff, and I remember at some point I got we bought some kind of software for our computer at home and it came with a free editing software. And that's when I started actually editing movies um, and really took up the next game. So it's, it's really, <clears throat> the reason I bring up all that is because it's amazing how your interests and your skills can line up somehow. You know, there's no way, no way that I would have known uh, back then that I would have guessed that I would be doing a YouTube show, that I would have guessed that I would be doing a podcast about space. None of that actually was something I ever thought I would do. Uh, but now in retrospect, it's so interesting to see. And I think a lot of people end up in this position, especially if, um, if they're lucky enough to find some way that it crosses over, how much your past really does line up with where you end up. And this, opportunity to go to NASA social. I mean, it, this, these are the times when I look back and I'm just super thankful for, uh, having number one, people in my life that believe in me, people that have reached out like you, people that watch the show that, uh, have given feedback and are, are actually listening to it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like if, if there was one person listening to this, that, that to me is at least enough to say it's worth it. And you know, it's just, it, it drives, it, it, it's crazy. Um, 
and I'm super excited to be doing this and it's super cool to look back. Um, you know, science, we talked about my interest, you know, first was being a comic book artist, uh, you, know, it, you know, all the art that's done for the show, is it was done by me, um, especially the original Today in Space background with all the, with um, the, let's see, we had the Falcon 9 with the dragon on top, we had the SLS, um, all, all those different, uh, Mars, the Moon, Earth, um, all those were, were done by me, and I want to do more, it's just finding the time and being able to do that, but um, that's where I am really looking forward to what's going to happen in this next year, the show. You know, I've really done a, uh, a lot of work diving into how much time I'm spending on things like the podcast and trying to say, okay, how can I optimize how much, what I'm doing? And instead of spending the time, you know, the early days, I spent so much time sitting around trying to figure out what would be the best things that, you know, thousands of hundreds of thousands of people could listen to this. Um, or watch this and really now as I as I think back on this I spent so much time thinking about that theoretical we've talked about it on the show before about being too theory heavy and not too practice heavy and now in my in my old age um, I am starting to figure out that the practice is way more important than the theory and getting stuff out is way more important than having it you know, waiting three months to build something that's perfect or that's, um, uh, yeah, perfect is the word I'm looking for. Um, so I, I've really learned to, to pull back how much time I spend and have myself focus entirely. If I have an hour, I'm going to focus entirely on that hour, on the thing that I'm doing. I'm going to get my head out of it. I'm going to get off my phone. I'm going to do things before that hour so that I feel like I deserve that hour because there's so many times and I still fight this feeling where I feel like I have to do something or there's this, this need and I know that comes from my <laughs> background as being an addict but um, being able to say you have an hour get after it do whatever you need to do do it now and just go hundred and ten percent all the way instead of sitting there you know spending 40% of my energy 50% of my energy thinking about what could be and not putting that energy into doing what you actually have time to do um, and that's made a big difference I mean I'm sure you've seen that in, in how this podcast has grown and how we're putting stuff out and one of those things is hey I have this week we've got some free time I'm gonna throw some thoughts down and I'm gonna have you guys tell me what you think so um, that's that's really that's that's really where where we're at here. Um, and my last thought is, you know, um, if you ever even think for a second that science is not for you, if you ever even think that for whatever reason you're not smart enough, um, n uh, let me let me give you a little bit of my background before we end this this episode here. Science. We talked about my early interests were comic book artist uh, making videos, which I didn't think was actually something you could make money on. Um, and science, my interest in science was always there, but I, I, I just always thought that it was out of my league or that uh, I just, just didn't know enough. And that, you know, if, if there was a person that was 100% smart, I, I felt like the gap between me being able to, to, to be anywhere near as smart was too far. And that is such, all of that is insecurity all of that is just you thinking you're not smart enough and 
I fought that tooth and nail in college. And now, you know, I graduated, I got my degree, and now that I'm a little bit older, I feel like my brain has probably developed <laughs> more. And now I realize just how much I was fighting those insecurities in college and how, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to cover a rocket launch on Wednesday. I mean, that was not, because I wasn't completely insecure and I kept fighting for my love of science and for all that, now I'm here covering, doing what I want to do for space, for science, um, being able to cover it, being able to give at least my perspective on the space industry, what's going on. And now, because I didn't let those insecurities take over, now I have this amazing opportunity to see my first rocket launch, which if I had given up on it, I probably wouldn't have ended up in, you know, a scientific field. And if I did, I would have been at a place that I hated. Um, I didn't enjoy, I've definitely been there before. Um, but if I didn't keep going and if I didn't believe in myself, I wouldn't be here. So if you're even on the edge of saying, oh, I, I want to be in science, but I'm not smart enough. Or I want to be in science, I just don't have the opportunities. I had no engineering experience before I went to college. And that definitely fed a lot of my insecurities, but it didn't, it didn't stop me. And so here we are. Thank you, NASA, for, for picking me, for being a part of this NASA social. And I'm just super excited uh, to do this launch coverage tomorrow. So again, December 4th, we have the SpaceX CRS-19 resupply mission to resupply the International Space Station and all the crew on board, bring up some scientific experiments. And uh, we're going to do a live stream on YouTube for that. So make sure to check us out today in space on YouTube. Uh, you can follow us today in space pod on Instagram and Twitter and today in space podcast on Facebook. You can email us any questions you might have or anything you might want us to bring up or cover on the launch at today in space podcast at gmail.com. All I want to say is thank you for listening. Thank you for following along. And uh, we've got, we'll do a little bit of uh, live streaming tomorrow just to test things out, make sure it works. And that's it. I hope you have a great time. If you're in snow, please stay safe. Please stay warm. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy I'm in Florida. I'm going to go jump in the pool. <laughs> All right. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks for joining us.